Hello and welcome to another episode of First Chats, the podcast of Oklahoma City First United Methodist Church. I'm Leslie Broadbent, and I hope our time together today helps you explore and grow in your faith. I want to I want to thank you so much for listening today. I'm here with Hello, I'm Morgan. And I'm Ridge. And we are coming to you from the recording studios of First United Methodist Church of Oklahoma City. And today we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So today we are talking about the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So it's not like we've uh, chosen a very small topic. Uh, Instead, we've decided... uh, uh, to tackle, um, to talking about again, talking about the 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 role of the Holy Spirit, who and what the Holy Spirit is, maybe some common misconceptions about the role and work of the Holy Spirit, and one of the reasons that we wanted to do that is because uh, here at Oklahoma City First United Methodist Church, we uh, this is a church that's really open to the to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times um, among Methodists, um, we know. We know a lot about God the Father. Uh, we know we know mostly most most Methodists know quite a bit about um, God the God the Son, but the Holy Spirit. I don't know. We're a little a little freaked out about that, and uh, <laughs> not exactly sure what or who that is. Uh, you know, some even still refer to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we um, at First Church there really is a, an openness to the uh, to the Holy Spirit and the and the and the work of the Holy Spirit, and so uh, we just wanted to visit about that um, just a little bit. I, I, um, I I've grown to love A. W. Tozer over the last couple of years, and 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 I ran across a quote from Tozer, and and he said, "I remind you that there are churches so completely out of the hands of God." That if the Holy Spirit withdrew from them, they wouldn't find it out for many months. Mm. And I, I, <laughs> I love that quote. And and I'm not. Um, I've been a part of some churches that uh, may may fit that may fit that mold. Mm. Um, so so where do we begin when we when we start talking about the Holy Spirit? I mean, what what are some questions that you guys have, or some insights that Morgan, you and you and Ridge have? What what how, how do you want to how do you want to start off this conversation, do you think? Well, I think maybe just the most basic general question would be, like, what is the Holy Spirit? Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my response would be, I mean, the Holy Spirit is not necessarily a what. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a who. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Uh, for those of you who aren't you're not exactly sure what in the world we're talking about when we when we talk about the Trinity, the the Trinity we believe. I mean, the classical definition of the Trinity is we believe in one God, three persons. Meaning, uh, there are three persons of the Trinity, but it is one substance, uh, one God, um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, some I've heard some folks refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. Uh, the Holy Spirit is not an it. Uh, the Holy Spirit is very personal. Um, classically, uh, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a He, a distinctive, a distinctive member of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And I also, so I, I, I try to refrain from from using uh, it <laughs> in referring to the Holy Spirit. I also try to refrain from uh, saying things like uh, God's Spirit. 
mm-hmm. because it's more than just the spirit of the Father. It's more the the Holy Spirit is is more than just the spirit of the of the Son. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, a separate person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in in some sense, I, I would also say that so the so the Holy Spirit really is God's presence in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas God the Father, we understand uh, God the Father is s- seated on the throne in heaven. Uh, although, I mean, I mean, we understand that God is everywhere present. We understand uh, and the kind of the role of the Father is as Creator and as uh, the King as well. Uh, we understand the role of the Son as the uh, eternal Son, the Savior, mm-hmm. and then the role of the Holy Spirit is the divine presence of God in our lives and in the world as well. Mm-hmm. So, so A.W. Tozer also wrote one thing. Um, he said, the Holy Spirit is a real person. Um, all that God is, the Spirit is. All that Jesus is, the Spirit is. And so they're like literally three in one. Um, so what are some maybe misconceptions that people have about like the Holy Spirit? I think some misconceptions of the work and role of the Holy Spirit is that um, understanding the Holy Spirit is only for the charismatics or the you know wackos out there, <laughs> the, fr- the fringe of Christianity. Uh, others, again, um, believe that, well, the Holy Spirit, it's just God's presence. Um, right. But I think, there, I think there's something more to that. Mm-hmm. So who would you say... Um, or I guess in you know Wesleyan theology, who receives the Holy Spirit? Because there are some out there who would say that it's just designated for a few different people. Mm-hmm. Um, how would how would Wesley describe that? Well, J- John West. I mean, as as Wesleyan, Methodist, Arminian kinds of, of theologians and and Christians, we we understand that um, was as you read through Scripture, as you read through the Old Testament, you you find the you find the Holy Spirit showing up in the Old Testament time and again that the Spirit of God came upon people. But it, it appears as though that the that the Holy Spirit came upon people for only specific times and for specific purposes. So, for example, um, the Holy Spirit came upon Saul as he was anointed king, uh, but only for a particular time and for a particular um, uh, reason. And then the Spirit of God uh, left King Saul, <laughs> uh, and and you find the same thing time and again. You w- you'll find some uh, the the work and the role of the Holy Spirit is to come upon someone and empower them for ministry for a particular ministry, uh, and the Spirit is upon them for again a particular time and for a particular pur- purpose. Things changed then, though, at Pentecost on the day of Pentecost uh, when when Pentecost came. Uh, it appears as though then uh, that the Holy Spirit then was available to not just some followers or not just some believers for a particular time and for a particular situation and reason, but on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came for all believers, and all believers then uh, were filled with the Holy Spirit. We believe that uh, when someone becomes a Christian, when we commit our lives to Jesus Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're mm-hmm. absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, some believe that there may be a, a second kind of 
indwelling and uh, more of a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of debate on that, a lot of questions on that. Uh, there's some various thoughts on that. But most all Christians believe that, uh, that, that, Christ- that, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, um, the, the the spirit indwells inside of us when we uh, when we become a Christian. Um, I, I think I think that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is that it it really signifies the indwelling part of God in mm-hmm. our salvation history. So so whenever we come to know Jesus as Savior, um, and and when 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 Jesus died upon the cross and even was resurrected. That was what God did, what God did for us. So our our sins were forgiven. Mm-hmm. We were we were cleansed from uh, from unrighteousness. We we were we were forgiven. We we know that we were guilty, but when when we come to know and recognize that that Jesus Christ came and died for our sins, that is what God does for us. But then. Uh, when we accept that forgiveness, when we commit our lives to to Christ and to following Christ, uh, and we and we become believers, and we we become uh, again we become Christians, that that transitions into then what God does in us, mm-hmm. and that's the role and the work of the Holy Spirit, what God does in us, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, that's an important that's an important distinction. In fact, if you look at Scripture. There's there's one instance in particular. I mean, we, so we hear a lot about you know asking Jesus to come into our hearts, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's important. Um, but the, really, there's only I mean I, I've found really only one instance where it talks about Christ dwelling in our hearts in Ephesians chapter three verse verse seventeen. Paul says that believers would be strengthened with power through this through His Spirit in your inner <clears throat> excuse me in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Mm-hmm. That's the one time that I found that it talks about Christ dwelling in our hearts. In every other instance, it's the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of our hearts. And so when we become Christians, um, I think it's probably even more appropriate rather than saying, uh, you know, we need to ask Jesus to come dwell in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's that we're asking the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in our hearts. So I have a question for you guys. So, so what would you say is the role of the Holy Spirit in faith? I think of when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of um, a friend, a helper, um, in that that he speaks to he speaks to me in times um, when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, or I mean, he he just he knows my heart um, and he he helps me um, keep in line with with God's will and what God wants for me. And, um, so for my, you know, walk of faith, I, I see the Holy Spirit as a friend and, and a helper, um, and someone who is making me more like Jesus every day in his likeness. Exactly. And that's, I, that's also very similar to how, you know, I, you know, believe, you know, the Holy Spirit is somebody that I pray to that I ask for, goodness for faithfulness and for you know gentleness all these things um somebody who i ask for you know just guidance and discernment because Mm -hmm. i know that that spirit's living within me and i know that he's got the answer right Mm -hmm. i need that answer (laughs) yeah and so I, i you know i find myself continually um 
asking the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit, please, you know, in this particular situation where I may want to be angry or I may want to be, you know, even sad or, or you know, depressed in, in, you know, maybe a particular circumstance, you know, I, I just think, you know, I just pray, you know, Holy Spirit, please show me, you know, how I should be interpreting mm-hmm. this situation. You know, please show me how I should be thinking about this particular person, you know, versus how I am, mm-hmm. because I know that I'm not thinking about them or, you know, doing the things that I should be. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's really one of the classical classic uh, works of the Holy Spirit. One of the one of the attributes of the of the Holy Spirit is is convicting. I mean, the Holy Spirit convicts. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit comforts. Uh, the Holy Spirit equips as well. Uh, the Holy Spirit intercedes, and that's that's one to. Th- I mean, that's that's an odd one to think about, but we find that in Scripture. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. calls and empowers. Uh, so, so you look at all of those attributes of the Holy Spirit, and it really is that that indwelling presence of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. And and Ridge, you you pointed on. I think you mentioned something that I find fascinating, and and I think it sometimes it it makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable. You said you pray to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for some people, they would feel like oh, I don't know. I I just pray to God, yeah. um, but. What? How do you? I mean, does that make does that make prayer a little bit more personal because it's more than just? I mean, you're praying to something other than just kind of some unknowable, unknowing God, or or I mean, so when you pray to the whole, when you pray Holy Spirit, I mean, does it seem like it it makes it a little bit more personal? Uh, yes. Um, I do pray to the Father also mm-hmm. and to the Son. It's just. Whenever I'm looking for a particular amount of just guidance or or something that I know that the Holy Spirit was sent mm-hmm. to do, I don't know. I'm trying well, to like, explain. Well, I mean, for this is a nerdy thing that I like to think about. I'm a super like um, nerd with like superheroes. Specifically, Marvel. <laughs> so um, <laughs> okay, this is <laughs> so it's so, gonna be awesome. Yeah. So, Here we go. So I so it cracks me up um, to to think. Well, first of all, it's incredible to think that. Um, kind of piggybacking on what you said, um, that you know, so God sent us Jesus to die on the cross and forgive our sins and to give us hope. But later than that, because He knew we'd need something to help us, so He sent the Holy Spirit. So for me, I literally think of it as like my superpower. Like that's what that's where I go to when I don't know anything, when I don't have all the answers, um, because it's like it's there, it's inside you, it's inside me. Let's activate it, which is super hokey, but well, I, I mean, not to carry it too far, but I think you're exactly right. the The Holy Spirit is a superpower. Yeah. Not in the, you know, I don't know about Superman or whatever. I I don't even, I don't know superheroes at all. Uh, But, I mean, the the Holy Spirit is a a supernatural Mm. power um, in in our lives. There there are a number of, again... I, I think sometimes that people get so caught up in in some of the some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that they have seen some weird things before and it kind of freaked them out a little bit and so they just decided okay that Holy Spirit thing I don't I can't quite put my finger on that one I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick to the I'm just gonna stick to Jesus and let everything else kind of kind of figure itself out mm-hmm. I, I think 
in some sense, I think that's a mistake uh, because I think that there is a a supernatural power in in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. And so, as as you look at those supernatural, as you look at the supernatural power part of uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, there's I mean, there's some specific gifts of the Holy Spirit that I mm-hmm. think that we at least as Methodists, I think we take pretty seriously, and especially here at First Church, mm-hmm. we take very seriously. First uh, Corinthians chapter two has a list of the of the gifts of the Holy Spirit: uh, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment of spirits, speaking mm-hmm. in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and so there are some there are some Christians who say that uh, that that are considered cessationist, meaning that uh, they believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, ceased uh, with at some point in the past. Uh, oftentimes they believe that uh, the those gifts of the Holy Spirit ceased uh, when the disciples died and because they believe that they, they, those were only necessary in the very early church. Um, most of Christianity are not cessationist. We believe that um, we believe that the there are still gifts of the Holy Spirit that are still present today. Yeah. We don't understand them all. Uh, we may not even practice all of them or or even any of them. But I think the I, I suspect that the vast majority of Christians understand that that there we do serve a living and active god it's mm-hmm. not that it's not that there's this some unknowable god up in heaven that is kind of hands off no we serve a god who who is very very active in our lives and so we understand that there's there power there's a power of god that we we don't understand and we can't control and mm-hmm. we can't contain it uh and and the, the i mean there's yeah, there's there's a power there that we just we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. We don't understand. So so I, I would say here at First Church, I, I'll, I mean I've pastored a number of churches over the years. I, I I think this is the church that has that is more open to the work and the role of the Holy Spirit than any church that I've been a part of. Um, we understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit here. I think more. Uh, than any other Methodist church that I've been around, and I think a pretty healthy understanding as well, recognizing that that the the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, they're the gifts, mm-hmm. they're not the giver. We right. need yeah. we need to seek yeah. the giver of the exactly. of those gifts more than we need to seek the gifts. But the gifts are also a reality, mm-hmm. and so we we are open to those gifts of the holy spirit we are open to a, a word of knowledge or a word of prophecy we are open uh, to those who uh, have a prayer language or speak in tongues um or uh, even even the even the miracle of of healing and mm-hmm. and even even the gift of faith i find it i find it interesting that the gift of faith is um is paul lists as a as a gift of the holy spirit yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I would say that, you know, seeking after the spirit comes what like exactly what you just said. That comes so much before any of the gifts. Um, and that's something that I, I think is important, you know, whenever people are reading scripture, even, you know, to be asking, you know, Holy Spirit, please help me to understand, you know, what I'm reading here. You know, please give me a, a right and correct understanding of who you are, of who, you know, you God are um mm-hmm. and i think that's incredibly important and i do think that that's something that people here understand um rightly tom odin um a great 
Methodist theologian, um, actually an Oklahoman even. He still has some family down uh, in southwest Oklahoma. Um, Tom Oden was just an amazing, um, an, an amazing intellect, uh, a great, great thinker uh, of the uh, of the of the past century for sure. Um, one of his one of his great volumes on systematic theology. Um, he had there's a there's a quote in there I, I just found so that's <laughs> really really meaningful. He said the excesses of the natural spiritual of the naturalistic spiritualism, pantheism, excessive subjectivism, and crude views of faith healing probably never would have risen so abundantly in the history of the church had more thorough attention been given to the systematic understanding of the mission of the Holy Spirit. And so the I mean, so what he's saying is that there are there are so many heresies and so many wrong beliefs uh, that that could be corrected if we just had a more robust and better understanding, a systematic understanding of the role and the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, if you've been listening today and you're not exactly sure um, who the Holy Spirit is or what the Holy Spirit is, or um, even the role of the Holy Spirit in your own life, or if if you're not exactly sure what in the world we're even talking about, I would encourage you to I'm going to push I'm going to put some links to maybe some articles that that might be helpful down in the show notes, and so you can be feel free to check those out. Also, uh, if if you're wondering what does the I mean what does the presence of the Holy Spirit feel like? Um, I, I got to be honest. Um, I, I would encourage you to come here to First Church. Um, and I say this not not because I'm the pastor here. I say this because I have had I have had literally dozens of people come into the space of our of our sanctuary, come into that space, and and just kind of look around and go, "Whoa, what is that?" Uh, there's I, I just. I mean, I I just think the presence of God is here. I don't know why. It may be because of the history of this church. It may be uh, because of the the bombing that took place across the street. Uh, I would suspect. I would suspect that it was um, part of the reason is because of the prayers of those who have gone before us, uh, those that uh, that the built the foundation of this church. Um, there, there is, there is something special here in this space, and so um, I encourage you to come and check it out. I mean, I, I, not not as a gawker, <laughs> but as someone that that may be looking, uh, maybe someone who's 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 just wondering uh, more about the the role and the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I think I think wherever you are in worship, as well, I think I think you have you have the you have mm-hmm. the you have the opportunity to really come into contact with this supernatural power yep. of the Holy Spirit. Well, thanks guys for listening today. It's been it's been a pleasure to have you guys. I, I we'd invite you to check out our our church's website at uh, firstchurchokc.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook or check out our Instagram account. Also, we we always ask if you'd if you'd rate us there on your on your uh favorite podcast platform that really helps others uh, find us and um, helps help spread the word about our our new podcast remember the po- this podcast is always free uh, to you our loyal listeners we we really appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time bye-bye see ya. see you
like a bag of peas. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the microwave. <laughs> wow. 